0: Bible verse is Luke 11, 39. Then the Lord said to him, Now then, you Pharisees clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you are full of greed and wickedness. Have you ever been in an environment where you felt pressured to present a certain image, regardless of the truth or how you felt? Maybe you were raised in a family that prioritized appearances more than authenticity or relational health. Or maybe that's what you experienced in church, an environment based on checking all the boxes and performing certain rituals rather than connecting with and yielding to the lover of our soul. Such cultures tend to create anxiety, insecurity, and guilt or feelings of pride and superiority rather than the freedom Jesus died to give us. Worse, those environments can distort our image of God. They can cause us to view him as a harsh and demanding taskmaster rather than the loving and attentive savior he is. This in turn leads to striving and hiding rather than abiding and unveiling the depths of our soul to our creator and our purifier. Legalism, as such behavior is often called, it increases our self-reliance and it hinders our surrender this in essence makes much of us our traditions efforts and actions and less of god and his grace if not blinding us to his grace entirely as was the case with the pharisees they missed the messiah the very one they had been waiting for because he didn't fit their expectations or comply with their preferred and man-made religious practices, such as ritual hand-washing. According to the late Bible scholar John Gill, this was an elaborate process whereby the Pharisees, they clenched their hands, their wrists, their forearms to the elbows in order to purify themselves from defilement. They spent a great deal of energy cleaning up the outside of the cup, their outer lives, but they completely neglected their hearts. And that was what Jesus narrowed his focus upon, the internal attitude, sins, and beliefs that created the external behaviors. And so most likely to help them see past their polished demeanor, their self-deceiving habits that made them believe they were better than they were, he began pointing out specific sins. They were faithful to give 10% of everything they possessed, including the herbs in their garden, which was good but they weren't so great about showing love and justice to others. Their hearts were also ruled by pride, which caused them to seek out places of honor and prestige, rather than opportunities to serve in humble obedience to God. One could generalize their behavior by saying they excelled in performing, but not in love, not in love for God or for others. In this, they demonstrated that the light they felt sure shined within them was in truth, darkness. Jesus The true light was shining his light of conviction into their souls, giving them an opportunity to repent, but they weren't interested in that. In fact, his revelation deeply offended them because they were looking for validation, not conviction and transformation. Most of us struggle with the same sins, such as pride and greed that Jesus mentioned in Luke chapter 11. It's often easier to drop a check in the offering plate or to donate to a particular charity than to step across the street and watch a single mom's children for an afternoon or mow an elderly man's yard. And based on all the bragging and photoshopped images that flood our social media feeds, I think it's safe to say most of us regularly battle pride as well. We like to feel noticed, smart, admired, and important. We like accolades when we serve and thank yous when we give. But Jesus told us true greatness comes through sacrifice and humility, through shifting our focus off of ourselves and intentionally focusing upon truly hearing and seeing and valuing the people he places in front of us and to whom he calls us. In short, we're to demonstrate the same type of initiating self-sacrificing love that Christ himself displayed. Our Savior, who, although God in the flesh, did not use his divinity to his own advantage, but instead he came to earth as a servant. He took our sins upon himself and he died in our place that you and I might live for him, that we might live a life of humble and obedient love, a love that comes from a thoroughly cleansed cup or heart. And here's the good news. Our Savior loves to remove all of those things that hinder our love and tarnish our hearts. The Bible promises in First John 1 verse 9, whenever we confess our sins, our just and faithful God, he forgives us and he cleanses us of all unrighteousness. Jesus will give us the strength and the power and the motivation to love others well. All we need to do is continually surrender our hearts to him, to follow however he leads, and he will take care of absolutely everything else. Let's pray. Holy Father, you are a God of love. You are the perfect embodiment of love. And through your Son, our Savior, you have given us the power to love others well. We have everything we need in Jesus Christ to do everything that you command, and you have told us to love others in the same way that we love ourselves. And Lord, we know how to love ourselves. We know how to fight for our rights, how to to elevate ourselves, how to look good in front of others. We need to learn how to love others well, with humility, with a servant's heart. Give us that heart, Lord. Purify us of all unrighteousness so that your love can flow first in us and then through us transform us so that we more closely resemble your son, the one who came to earth, who took our sin upon himself, who died in our place, who showed us what real love looks like. We love you and we praise you and we long to serve you. In the name of your Son, our Savior, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day.